I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Wrestling Daily. Obviously, Alex McCarthy not here again today. He's uh, dealing with a bit of a family matter, so I'm stepping in for him with my guest. As we had yesterday, I thought we had a very nice time yesterday, so I've invited him back again. We've got SB3. How are you doing, sir? How, uh, and I know that there's some craziness going on around the world right now, so everyone, thoughts with you all, but we'll try and keep you serve as a bit of a distraction here. We'll try to keep that out of the chat and keep uh, keep this as a bit of a, a politics-free zone, call it. Uh, but how are you doing? I am doing well. Uh, it's Wednesday. You know what that means. SP3 is here on Wrestling Daily once again. And yes, let's be a distraction from the, the world here in the U.S., you know, burning in the background, like, like the True Hill Heat sign. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's we we've got a lot to cover today. So if you ever wanted a wrestling distraction, we we've got you. We've got news on a scrapped raw uh, a scrapped main roster call up. We've got potentially there being no second Firefly Funhouse match that was reportedly planned. A match being pulled from NXT tonight and a big match at that. And health update on Vince McMahon, who some people were suggesting uh, might be in a bit of a it uh, being a bad uh, health state at the moment. A raw spot that was botched, and uh, Amanda Hube, obviously the wife of the late John Huber, clarifying the contract status of Brody Lee Jr. And uh, obviously your ultra chats, and we've got a nice debate topic today. It might, might not be your traditional Alex and uh, SB3 debate where they where SB3 inevitably wins, but we're going to go through the Royal Rumble and we're each going to pick a man and a woman that we'd like to win the respective matches. And you guys in the comments can see uh, can say which one you'd prefer. So, yes, okay, we, we're already seeing in the comments the elephant uh, in the room is being brought up. From Matty here, <laughs> Louis shaved, what a day. And Uptown Avondale, Louis found his razor. Yes, I have shaved. Yes, I now look like a 12-year-old rather than a 20-year-old or even a 16-year-old that I like when I've got a beard. If we could also keep this as a Louis facially slander-free zone, that would be greatly appreciated. I know I look about six, but I haven't got a couple of days off like I normally do with Wrestling Daily where I can shave after the Tuesday show and it sort of be a little bit of stubble by Friday. I'm, I'm on every day, so I don't have a choice. Um, but yes, I do a smooth Louis. Okay. In, enough about this. Let's talk about 
Small bluey. That's the best one. That's the best one. <laughs> Remember, guys, if you didn't catch yesterday's show, if Goldberg ends WrestleMania 37 holding the Universal and WWE Championships, I will be proper smooth, Louis, smooth head, not not eyebrows, but smooth face. Um, so yeah, that uh, that's my promise to you guys. Um, let's talk about some news. Let's talk about some a scrapped main roster call up. And it is being. Well, I'll, I'll head over to you here. Normally, I'm the one with the news. So I got a bit of a, a bit ahead of myself. But uh, there was reportedly supposed to be a main roster call up that has been scrapped. Do you want to talk us through what we do know about uh, what was supposed to go down on SmackDown last week? Yes, our Wrestle Votes is reporting that a member of the NXT roster was slated to debut on the main roster on the New Year's Day episode of SmackDown alongside Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns, and Jay Uso in the main event. Uh, their tweet read, just heard an interesting story. NXT talent was slated to be called up on SmackDown last week as of showtime was written into the main event segment with Reigns, Uso, and KO. Said talent is on tonight's big NXT card, so curious to see if it was pushed a week or scrapped altogether. Um, and then we, you know, we don't know the lineup has kind of changed, but uh, I believe it was Fightful Select has also reported following this tweet that the the specul the the reported uh, NXT talent that was going to be called up is none other than Damian Priest, which. Makes a lot of sense because if you look at the NXT uh, card for tonight's New Year's Evil, he's kind of the one that is kind of in that place in NXT where if he loses tonight, you can reasonably say that everything he's done on the NXT roster has been wrapped up. His feud with Gargano, now his feud with Karrion Cross, and a call up to the main roster is the next logical step for him. And I'm, it, it, we've got, um, I guess, precedent with Karrion Cross being the final stop for a main roster call up. We saw that with Dijak in their stuff when uh, he was Karrion uh, Cross. He Karrion uh, Cross was Dijak's last NXT match, so it does make sense if they postpone it. And I reckon it will have been. This, uh, I reckon this isn't a proper scrapped plans. It's probably like a let's postpone it uh, to next week because it does make more thematic sense with you him being done with NXT and then going up to the main roster. But um, someone else that would have made sense was Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, uh, sorry, not Kevin Owens, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, due to his yeah. issue with Kevin Owens. But uh, that match has actually been pulled from NXT, uh, the, the, the fight pit. Um, no indication why. Um, some have speculated, obviously, with the global health crisis as it is. Maybe it was a last-minute change as opposed to WWE just going... Listen, if this was Raw, I probably would have said the script had been torn up. But I don't expect that to have been the case from NXT. So um, the two, the, before Fightful Select followed up with this report, the two were Damian Priest and Tommaso Ciampa. That was who everyone thought. But now we've got this news. It is looking more likely that it, we do know that it was going to be Damian Priest. And are you excited to see him on the main roster? Do you, are you, because I know you watch more wrestling than I think anyone, possibly only rivaled by Dave Meltzer. So uh, maybe going back to his days as Punishment Martinez, have you always been a fan of um, of Damian Priest? And are you excited to potentially see him on the main roster as early as uh, next week or this week? Yeah, I mean, I went to a lot of the Hammerstein Ballroom shows here in New York for Ring of Honor. So I've kind of seen 
uh, Damian Priest, then known as Punishment Martinez from the beginning of his career. Plus, he is also a New York guy, so I've seen him on a couple of other East Coast promotions. So I kind of saw his development when I first saw him. It's kind of funny that he was going to debut in a segment with Roman Reigns. I kind of called him uh, Roman Corbin. Like he was wow. tall, like he was tall, like Corbin. He had the the tight leather jeans, like uh, the tight leather pants, like Corbin used to have. And but his look was more of like Roman Reigns. So that's what I used to call him. So it's kind of funny that he was going to debut in that position. But he's a guy that has really improved, in my opinion. He should have been the winner of the year-end award for breakout star of NXT because, you know, I love Shotzi Blackheart, but she hasn't really, she didn't really accomplish that much in 2020. While Damian Priest won his first title, the North American title, he he was a part, one of the best matches at TakeOver 30 with that five-way where he won the title, his great matches with Johnny Gargano. So I felt like he was more appropriate for that position, and he's really improved a lot since being on the NXT roster from where he started at to now. And I think he's a guy that makes just logical sense to be on the main roster. He has that look, he can work, and he's 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 a young enough star where they can build around him for a long time. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, I presume the storyline will be Kevin Owens hasn't had any friends, companions, call it, in this storyline that they've been playing up, that people have been turning on him. Like, he's turned on people, so no one's going to trust him. So Damian Priest will presumably come in as his friend. I mean, I'm not... I, I don't know if there's any history there, maybe in Ring of Honor that I just don't know about, but I don't think there is any history there between Damian Priest and Kevin Owens. But I mean, like we've seen before, WWE likes to uh, artificially make friendships that don't uh, don't really exist, but work for the storyline. And I think it would be nice, even if it sets up like a, a fun Damian Priest versus Roman Reigns match on the road to WrestleMania, that could be really quite cool. So I think, obviously, positive news. Uh, if we had to go bs I think it's coming from two of the more reliable sources in wrestling media. So I presume you'd agree with me giving this a green. Yeah, this is a green for sure. Yeah, yes. we, we didn't do that yesterday. And I, <laughs> I thought I let Alex down by not bringing up the BSometer. So I, I, I will do that today. Uh, we've actually got some ultra chats before we head into the next portion of news. So if you guys want to get in your ultra chats, have us talk about a particular topic, have us fantasy book something whatever it is have us answer a question bring it in to wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestle two it's the pinned comment in the uh chat and it is right under sp3 as he is pointing there so first one here from cm chris he says hello louis and sp3 i didn't get the chance to see new year's dash this morning due to oversleeping but i saw show is the next challenger for the junior heavyweight title against hiromu and ace after the never open weight title so good Hashtag Elite Good Eggs, hashtag SB3 for Quizzlemania, hashtag Love for Show. So I'm going to give this one to you because I, if you tell me you haven't watched New Year's Dash, I'm going to have to find another co-host and kick you off because there is no way you can let me down by not having watched the show. No, no, I, I, t I told my, my girl last night, she was like, it's over now, Wrestle Kingdom. So she was like, you don't have to, to wake up in the middle of the night to watch. I was like, no, nah, I have to watch New Year's Dash. That's like the Raw after WrestleMania yeah. for New Japan. So she kind of understood. So and my 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 kids always help me out by waking me up in the middle of the night for that. So, yes, I did watch New Year's Dash. And and like CM Chris, I'm very excited for those two matches. Show is somebody who is one of the more interesting guys on the 
the New Japan roster, especially in their junior heavyweight division. So him versus Hiromu makes a lot of sense. Show did beat Hiromu in the Best of the Super Juniors tournament. That's the only loss that Hiromu hasn't avenged from 2020. So it makes sense for him to be the first challenger. But Shingo versus Hiroshi Tadahashi, man, as soon as they went face-to-face, I was like, why haven't I thought of this match before? Why has this not been on anyone's dream matches in New Japan? That immediately became one where I was just like, wow, yes, yes, I need to see this. I need to see this immediately. So I'm very much looking forward to the new beginning tour with those two matches, as well as Sonata versus Ibushi. Uh, I think the interesting note from New Year's Dash was there wasn't any like big angles or anything outside of the Empire uh, stretching out uh, Tenzan. That was the only really like big type of angle. We had Jay White. You know, he had a, he had a lot of speculation around him due to his promo after Wrestle Kingdom, but he did take a big loss. Uh, he did take the pinfall loss to uh, Tomohiro Ishii in a five on five tag team match, and then he was just ushered off. It was like. He went out in the sunset. So I kind of feel he's having his Kenny Omega after Wrestle Kingdom 11, where he's going to be off from New Japan for the next couple of months. And then he'll probably return at New at New Japan Cup in March. Yeah. Do you think that maybe we see him? I know that a lot has been speculated about this. I uh, know well, not even speculated, but Tony Khan has said he'd like the relationship between New Japan and AEW to be, be a bit more two-sided it's currently very much one-way sided i know that moxley and they're on that AEW contracts and new japan contracts but we are seeing AEW talent more on new japan and we haven't seen any new japan talent over AEW. so do you think maybe they send him over to AEW to create a bit of a buzz there or do you think that's maybe us hoping for things that aren't coming i think that uh, we've kind of had like the 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 goggles on and we're only focused in on abushi versus omega and where there can be a lot more to the new japan aew type of relationship and even with impact because last night i i just actually watched impact just before we went live here and there was a lot of bullet club name drops on the show i know omega and and anderson and gallows have their history there but bullet club is a new japan owned type of entity so the fact that they've been name dropping it so much it does allude to possibly maybe switchblade not even on aew maybe he he goes to impact wrestling maybe this is like a three-way relationship so there's a lot that can be done with switchblade if he is taking time out from new japan where we can see still see him on our television screens I mean, we'll have to. We will have to see. But I, I think it's very interesting that people are talking about it, and I hope that people aren't getting ahead of themselves because yeah. I know that we saw this with the Kenta thing. People are a little bit like Kenta's coming in. He didn't. I hope people aren't getting ahead of themselves, but I think it's definitely interesting, nonetheless. Uh, we'll head over to one more ultra chat here for now from Matty. He says, "Hey, Louis. Hey, SP3." To preempt your debate for me, I'd love Keith Lee to win the Rumble just because it's Keith. But from a storyline view, I want it to be Brian to face Reigns. Women's doubt it. SP3, if your Rumble prediction is correct, smooth SP3. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's not about my Rumble prediction being correct because my Rumble prediction isn't Goldberg. But it's just I don't want it to be Goldberg. And I hope it's not. So I'm going to do this to... uh, to really, because WWE obviously watch the show because, of course, they do. So, because they don't want to see me suffer, I think if they know I've got this on the line, they won't 
they they won't do what they 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 won't do me dirty. I, th- I think you're gonna turn people because people are against this whole Goldberg thing. But I think people I don't know if people like don't want to see Goldberg win as much as they want to see smooth Louis. So so I don't know. It's very close. I think, listen, if I can do any service to the world and it's making people less sour about Goldberg, so be it. But, um, Keith, I mean, to, what, what I'll say to Matty here is we won't reveal now who we think. I think both options, Keith Lee and Daniel Bryan, are good. We won't say what we think now in case it plays into what we've got to say later. But hang around because we will be revealing who we want to win, like our fantasy booking, who we want to think. And we'll also say who we think is going to win. Because as with everything in wrestling, they are two very different things, what you think and what you want. Um, so let's head into a little bit more news now. And we have got potentially some, like, so it was reported that there was a Firefly Funhouse match in the works between Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. That was reported by the Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer. Do you want to maybe give us a little indication about, and some speculation is important to know, as to why that match might not be happening now, so we might not be getting the second Firefly Funhouse match, at least at the Royal Rumble? Yeah, so on Monday's uh, episode of Raw, Randy Orton did confirm, I believe it was in his uh, backstage segment with Mark Henry, that he is going to be an entrant into the 2021 Royal Rumble match. So that has led to the speculation that the plans for the Firefly Funhouse match between uh, Wyatt and Orton has been scrapped. Uh, There hasn't been any official reports or anything from any uh, reliable source, but it's just a natural logical thing to kind of guess that you're not going to do a Firefly Funhouse match, which has been established as writing someone out completely. See see you, John Cena. We'll see you on the other side one day. Uh, so we don't see Randy Orton being in the Firefly Funhouse match as well as the 2021 Raw Rumble. So it makes sense. It, it's a natural thing to kind of just assume that he's not going to be in those two matches. We have seen people in two matches on the Royal Rumble card before, but not a gimmick match of this type. Yeah, I think if this, if the report was they're planning a no no DQ match or a false count anywhere, we'd probably see the typical he comes down to the ring with, with, with his body taped up a bit, showing the wounds, but you can't do that for a Firefly Funhouse match. It would be so strange to have this. If it's the same Firefly Funhouse match that we got at, um, at WrestleMania with John Cena, it'd be so weird to have this dissection of his character and then have him in the Raw Rumble match. Unless the Raw, the, the men's Raw Rumble match goes on first and then that goes on yeah. after. I mean, it's not concrete, but it is a very educated guess that it's pretty unlikely we're going to see the second Fly Five Funhouse match. And I, I'm not too opposed to this because I think the the appeal of the Royal Rumble is always the Royal Rumble matches. But you've also got likely Roman Reigns and, and Kevin Owens and pretty, pretty much confirmed Goldberg and Drew McIntyre. So they're already four big matches. Yeah. I think it would get lost in the shuffle the the um firefly finals match and i think you've got the potential if edge isn't back and isn't ready to drag this out until wrestlemania and have this play out or even if you want to boost raw ratings put a firefly funhouse match at the main event of raw i mean it is a thing that i don't think you'd probably be able people would tune into a pay-per-view to watch it but i think it's it's 
gripping enough that if ratings are low, you could put that on a Raw and be like, listen, we're going to have the final 20 minutes of Raw be this. And you'd probably get your, your the least drop-off between hour two and hour three that you've seen in a while. So, I mean, it, I think we can, we can say it's, an, uh, again, important to note that it's not confirmed. But I think we can say it's very much educated speculation and um, guess a very good guesswork, I'd call it, from uh, from from those that have done. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. While we're actually talking about raw ratings, I'm going to throw this onto you because I didn't tell you we were going to cover this before. Um, but raw, raw, raw had a good figure this week. Um, was uh, over two million. Let me get the exact figure up. You'll probably be able to say it before I've even googled it. Uh, two point one three million viewers. I believe it uh, was Let's the check. exact the exact Let's check number. If you're right. I I I, I, I study I study uh, Brian Alvarez's Twitter on days like this. <laughs> I can confirm 2.13 million. Listen, if SP3 wants to get on Quizzlemania, he's doing a very he's doing a very good show for himself with that memory skills. <laughs> and importantly, in the 18 to 49 demographic, which uh, everyone and their favorite Chris Jericho love talking about, it was a 0.68, uh, which was up uh, by 0.16, which is quite a big jump yeah. from the week prior. And SP3 and I were speaking before we started recording. I'm not 
listen, I love it. Like I, lo- I love seeing wrestling companies do well and prosper. It had to be this week, didn't it, with the legends that WWE is now going to be in their head like, oh, okay, so we only have good ratings when the legends are back. Let's do Legends Night every month and put the title on Goldberg. With them. No, it's going to happen. They, they heard my fantasy booking yesterday. They heard me say that Goldberg will win. I, I, I'm putting it on the line. I'm making the proclamation Goldberg will win at the 2021 Royal Rumble to set up Goldberg versus Drew at WrestleMania. I, it just makes sense. It's like if something happens once, you're just like, okay, they're going to switch it up this year. But if it happens twice, if we've seen it twice where Goldberg has come in, beat a hot a hot star in Kevin Owens, beat the best character in WWE in The Fiend Bray Wyatt, I don't care what type of year in 2020 Drew McIntyre had. Uh, it's more, it is, it is an educated guess that Goldberg will win at the Royal Rumble. And we got precedent for this. We, we, it's every t- this time of year. It's the early months of the year. They're going to be see see the low ratings around the holiday period and go. Oh, um, as you said yesterday, you put it. I think better than I've heard anyone put anything. Vince's favorite button on his panic control panel <laughs> is the le- is firstly the nostalgia, and then closely second to, under the nostalgia bracket. Once he's pressed that button, there's a subsection of buttons, and he loves pressing that Goldberg title win one. That's his second favorite button he loves to press. So it's, we've seen it with Kevin Owens around this time of year. We've seen it with The Fiend. Hopefully, Drew doesn't get fiended. Uh, Chris Duncan here says 2.13 million. That's the best role they've had in a long time. Yeah, it's the best since the move to the Thunderdome when they started having those, those intrigue in the Thunderdome shows and when ratings were up. So, yeah, it's it's good news for WWE. We knew this rating, this... Um, this show was going to do big. The legend shows always do. No matter what they do with with with, with the legend, no matter what they do with the current talent, the the legend shows always do well. So, I mean, what what, what can we do? It's 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 we, we don't like seeing the legends in the title in the title picture, but then everyone tunes in when the legends are there. So we we make the choices for them. Exactly. Like, how are we gonna get mad? Like, we I know we said yesterday, don't get mad at Goldberg, get mad at Vince. But how can we get mad at Vince if he keeps pressing the button and it works like this? How can we get mad at him? Like, he he sees his works, he sees it delivers the numbers. He's gonna keep doing it. You just need to stop watching. <laughs> like, I stopped watching Raw live. A couple of months ago when Monday Night Football started. And I, I, I can I can legitimately say I enjoy Raw so much more just being able to fast forward through things, just being no commercials to wait through. It's so much more digestible. But people keep watching it live, and this is what happens. I mean, we <laughs> we as as you said, we like to criticize Vince for doing this, but it works, and he is a businessman, so you can get why he does it, because every time that Legends come back, we all come crawling in to watch the show, so well, you can't blame him. But um, on to a little bit more news now. Um, there was some some speculation over the... Not speculation, but um, a couple of former WWE names, namely Ryback and WWE Hall of Famer Jim Ross, said that on their podcast that Vince McMahon wasn't in the best state of health at the moment. And uh, listen, I know people like to criticize Vince and, and all, but 
it isn't nice hearing anyone isn't in a is isn't in a good state of health. But thankfully, it looks like there may have been potentially an error in communication or just Ryback and Jim Ross talking out of their backsides. Um, because we have heard a report that Vince is perfectly fine. And if anything, he's getting more sleep than he ever has. So do you want to run us through that report? So, yeah, the report comes from WrestlingNews.co. They say that Vince McMahon is fine right now, and he's still able to work out. Uh, the quote from them says, Vince is fine. He still trains hard, and he might forget some things here and there, but that is because he has so many things on his plate. There is nothing about him that feels different other than he has aged just like all of us age. I think because of COVID, he gets more time uh, to sleep since he doesn't have to travel as much, but that is the only thing that has changed about him. So, you know, that that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, he might be forgetting some things because he is over 70 years old. I mean, I, that's just like, like like they said, it's, it's all about age. So it only makes sense why he looks older. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I forget. <laughs> I forgot to send you the link for this show before we started. I was sitting here, I was sitting here, and it was about 10 minutes too. And normally we get here about uh, 15 minutes before. I was like, Where is SP3? Normally, if Alex is comes here with three minutes to spare, I'm like, oh, fair enough. He's a busy, very busy man, often turns up late, but you're always very punctual and very early. And I was, I was like, oh, where is he? And then I was like, mm, forgot to send him the link. Um, so, I mean, we all forget things, but it is good exactly. to hear, obviously, that he's in good health because we don't like hearing that anyone isn't, um, even if he might be the craziest man to ever walk the face of the earth. Um, so let's head into our penultimate bit of news. So one of my favorite parts of Raw was Horny Ric Flair. Um, it actually wasn't my favorite part of Raw, it was just the most strange part of Raw, was, was Horny Ric Flair. Um, but it's turned out that maybe he got a little bit too excited, a little bit too carried away, and the spot with him tripping up Charlotte Flair was slightly botched. And uh, it, some people speculated that it was supposed to lead in, sort of be the teaser of a Charlotte Hill turn, but apparently that isn't the case. So, uh, can you run us through that report and what was actually supposed to go down on Monday Night Raw? Yeah, first of all, I want to say, like, how is Charlotte the heel here? If anybody who reported that or thought that, I, 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 I certainly didn't see that. But uh, I Brian, think that it's more, we can't blame Horny Ric Flair. We we know he's horny. We, we know Ric Flair's horny, and we, we he can't be stopped. So I think it was more Charlotte wasn't understanding. And of her father, that, he, that he, he's got to do what he's got to do, and uh, yeah, it, it was obviously she she was the heel in this because uh, because because of that. But yeah, run us through, uh, but run us through what was supposed to go down. I, I want to see horny Rick Flair trending worldwide. Uh, Brian Alvarez on Wrestling Observer uh, Live said that the spot at the end of the tag team match between Charlotte and Asuka versus Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans uh, was actually botched and with someone being out of place. According to Alvarez, the spot was supposed to seem more accidental from Flair as opposed to looking like he tripped his daughter on purpose. The idea was that he was going to try and trip Peyton, Peyton Royce instead. So yeah, I mean, anyone watching could have told, could have saw that this was a mistake and it wasn't done properly. I mean, one, Ric Flair shouldn't have been looking directly at whoever he was stripping because I've seen this spot done numerous of times when they always want to have the manager and the wrestler kind of 
turn on each other. They always have the manager like look out into the crowd. Maybe no crowd being there made Rick just look at the action in the ring and it made it come off like it, it was on purpose. So that was one thing. But just him just looking off would have made it seem more sensible that he did it by accident. So there was a lot wrong with that outside of someone being out of place. But I, I get where they're coming from with it being a botch, being a mistake. I mean, how they're going to write this off, we will we will see. We will see if it makes more sense than what we actually saw. But like I said, hashtag horny Ric Flair. That, that, that needs to trend worldwide. Yeah, horny Flair was hashtag, as Tempest would say, stiff as a horse. Um, let's get into we'll do one more ultra chat for now while uh, uh before our debate and before we uh head into the final portion of the show. We're gonna, we're gonna, I know wrestling daily, it's becoming infamous and running over, but with Quizzle Main, you're over on parts of unknown. We're gonna make sure we finish on the dot of, of nine, if not just before, excuse me. So Mike Jensen says here, didn't get to send the chat yesterday, just wanted to thank the channel for their new Japan live stream over the weekend. Proper shout out to Tempest and Sonolad for all the info, info as I never watched anything New Japan previously. Yeah, I mean, as we said yesterday, massive hats off to those two because they 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 were, were especially Tempest. I mean, Sonol was, was is UK based, so it wasn't too bad for her. Still pretty early, but I mean, Tempest waking up at two AM to cover the shows. Fair play to him. So if you haven't checked that out, head over to the Wrestle 2 channel where the live coverage is there. If you want to go back and have a look at some some little cool moments and whatnot, it was a fun time was had by all. So yeah, the debate now. Right on the half an hour mark. That was my aim. I'm I'm smooth. I am very smooth. I think we should be Louis Dangles wrestling daily from now on. But Royal Rumble. So Royal Rumble is what are we now? Sixth. Of January, so coming up to two weeks' time, yeah, uh, three weeks' time. Sorry, um, it's always for me the most exciting pay per view of the year. Listen, WrestleMania is fun, big moments, big matches, but I will always love a Royal Rumble match. I don't think an hour has ever flown by quicker in human history than the Royal Rumble matches. And there's there's a lot been speculated, not being reported. So first, let's go through what we want to see. So SP three. For the women's uh, Royal Rumble match, who do you want to see win? And then who do you want to see said person go on to face at WrestleMania? And maybe give us a little bit of a reason why you'd like to see uh, that. So I'm going to go out uh, not so much on a limb because you guys, if, you're, if you've been watching Wrestling Daily, been listening to Wrestling Daily, I've been championing her since I started on this show. Bianca Belair is who I want to see win the Women's Raw Rumble. Uh, she had a great performance in her first Women's Raw Rumble last year. And she's been a star who has been, you know, touted as having so much potential. And I think that she needs a signature win to kind of propel her to that next step. And she's a young enough star. Like I keep saying, WWE needs young stars so you have to use the Royal Rumble as a vehicle to drive that I don't think they're going to do that with the men's Royal Rumble so they need to do that with the women's Royal Rumble so that's why I want Bianca Belair to win and a spoiler I think Bianca Belair is going to win right now that's that's that is what I'm going with that is where my who I want and who I think are aligned on the women's side Men's side, we'll get to. 
See, I mean, I'm torn between two for the women. Uh, one is Bianca Belair. Um, but I'm going to go for for, the, for my women's one. Uh, to be a little bit different and also because I think it would work as well. And I think Bianca Belair could, if, if her feud with Bailey goes well, could be in a position where she doesn't need it. And she she's in a position where she feels like the next challenger to Sasha Banks. Although it would be cool to see her win the Rumble. And she, she could have some great power spots and do some great stuff in there. But yeah. I'd really like to see Rhea Ripley win the Royal Rumble. I think we, we spoke earlier about Damian Priest and whether this is going to be his final hurrah in NXT tonight. But I think not a lot of people are talking about if this is going to be the final hurrah for um, uh, Rhea Ripley. She is facing Raquel Gonzalez in a last woman standing match today. And I think this could be the last time we see her. Uh, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but their last match, Rhea won, right? Yes, at the Halloween so, it makes more sense for Raquel to win this one. Maybe this is Rhea's send-off. Uh, it's kind of like a nice way, like you, you couldn't get up, you stay down, and then you don't come back. It makes sense yeah. with, uh, with with the stipulation. So I think this could be the last time we see her. She debuts in the Royal Rumble match, wins, and then you have Charlotte Flair win the title before then. Uh, I know that a lot of people won't want to see that, but unfortunately... Not even unfortunately. Fortunately, Charlotte Flair feels like I'd say the biggest star in WWE Women's Rise, uh, particularly on Raw. Sasha Banks, I think, feels like a star as well, as does Bailey. Um, but Rhea Ripley, I think you've got her. She can, she can win that match, and it does make sense thematically that year in, year out, she beats Charlotte Flair for the title. Later down, you have Charlotte win the title of Fast Lane or Elimination Chamber or whatever they do it, and then you have. Um, Rhea beat her for the title at WrestleMania. I think that works well, and you have a nice little showdown in, in the Royal Rumble between Rhea and Bianca. They, they've they had a history before. You could have maybe them even be the final two. Maybe not if you want to portray Rhea as the babyface, because I think Bianca Belair will have a lot of people rooting for her. Um, But yeah, I think that that could be an option as what I'd like to see. What I do think we'll see is Charlotte Flair win it again, personally. I think that uh, it's... I, think, I don't think... W I think if they were planning a heel turn before the Royal Rumble, like if they were, so I've seen some people, when she returned to the uh, Wrestle uh, at, um, at TLC, people are like, oh, the title match will be at the Royal Rumble. But I don't think they've done enough to tease that yet that I think that's going to be the case. I don't think that they've done enough to make me think, all right, that's the direction they're going for. Uh, the Royal Rumble. So I think it will be WrestleMania and I think we do see Charlotte Flair win again. It it, it 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 does make sense based on the story. I just think people will be a bit turned off from it because it is Charlotte Flair winning again. I, so, I mean... I think, I think that Charlotte can't. You can't do that again. I'm just... I, I, I know we haven't had a back-to-back -back winner or two-time winner of the Women's Royal Rumble yet, but you can't go to Charlotte charlotte route again especially with what it seems like they're going to do on the men's side and rhea ripley wwe has gave me no faith whatsoever that they are going to do that with rhea ripley <laughs> that they have an actual logical plan to do one year later rhea gets her win back against charlotte nothing that her booking on nxt has shown me or nothing that her booking when she was on the main roster up until wrestlemania 36 give me any indication that that's the long-term plan. I think that is more logical, though, for Charlotte to win the Elimination Chamber 
to set up her versus Asuka, where they can not only have a match for the Raw Women's Championship, but they can build it as the two, the the women's tag team champions going against each other. Because they've done WWE tag team champions up against each other with Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero back at WrestleMania 21. But this would be the first time that they have the women's tag team champions going one-on-one at WrestleMania. So I think that would be a nice little hook for them to make it a little bit different from their match at WrestleMania 34. And it gives them enough time to kind of build the story between Charlotte and Oscar from there. I agree. I think that could be really interesting. Um, I, I just think that regardless of where Charlotte will be in the title match at WrestleMania, whether yeah. it's ch- as champion defending against someone else or challenging Asuka, I think it's it's a shoo-in that we have her in the title match. So, guys, in the comments, let us know who who do you think who would you rather see, Bianca Belair or Rhea Ripley? I'd I, I'd be interested to see because I know. Uh, Bianca Belair has has got a lot of supporters, myself and yourself included, but it'd be very interesting to see what people think about that. And for the men, I would like to preface this by saying, if you say Goldberg, I have I have the the power to remove you. Alex, I spoke to Alex before and I said, listen, Alex, listen, we both are very fond of SB3, but if he crosses the line and says Goldberg wins the Royal Rumble, do, do I have permission to remove him? And he said, listen, normally I'd say no. But due to my sheer hatred of Goldberg, yes, for this you are allowed. So SP3, I, I warn you, with, with that warning listened to and acknowledged, Yes. who do you think is going to win the men's Royal Rumble? Sorry, who do you want to win the men's Royal Rumble? And who do you think is going to win the men's Royal Rumble as well? This is one where I have two different sides of the coin. No, I'm not going to be the heel and go with uh, Goldberg. Because I said, like I said, I made the proclamation yesterday. I certified it today. It's it's been notarized. Goldberg is beating Drew McIntyre at the Royal Rumble. So he won't be in the Royal Rumble match. Now, who do I want to win? I've been saying it for months. Big E. I want Big E to get his chance. Like I said, Raw Rumble should be a vehicle to push someone new. I think the last time that they did that, it delivered one of the best, the the last two times that they did that, it's given us two of the best Raw Rumbles of the past decade, with Drew winning the Raw Rumble last year and Nakamura winning it in 2018. Only one of those worked out, so they have another chance here to, you know, propel someone new. Big E has momentum. He's the new Intercontinental Champion. He has a story building somewhat on Talking Smack with uh, Paul Heyman kind of being a motivational factor for him, kind of making the comparisons between him and Roman, saying that the Intercontinental title is just his first spot, but his first uh, goal, and now he's going on to the next goal, which would be Roman. So they've been building that very low underneath the radar, but I want it to be pushed to the forefront, and I want Big E to win to verse Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Okay, I like that. I do like that a lot. Um, I've actually got an interesting take on that, which I'll say at the end. But who do you? So you do you think Biggie's winning? No, no, I don't. Who do I think is going to win? And I think I also alluded to this yesterday as well. WWE loves to do stuff that fans have been asking for, except like almost a decade too late. We've been asking for five, six years for Roman to turn heel. We finally got it in 2020. 
what is the other main thing since the rise of the hatred of Roman Reigns that people have been asking for? Daniel Bryan to win the Raw Rumble. There's just been too much storyline focus about him not even winning a battle royal in his career, not winning a Royal Rumble, where I think that they have to go that route. They've kind of built the story there unless someone new is going to come in. I, I the, the only dark horse that is going to hurt my theory of Daniel Bryan winning the Royal Rumble to first Roman Reigns at WrestleMania is Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is the other option and he makes i I actually i'm gonna say like i said i think daniel bryan's gonna win but i honestly feel brock lesnar makes more sense because you got drew the guy that beat him last year as the wwe champion but then on the other side you got roman reigns the universal champion with his with his former advocate paul Heyman. so it's a more it's a more it's a guy that you can see him going either way and they can build it out for months up until like the month before wrestlemania of who brock is going to challenge at wrestlemania so i honestly i like the brock lesnar option more than daniel bryan but right now my gut is saying daniel bryan wins I mean, I, I, but uh, that it would be a cool visual. I mean, you can imagine now they've got Brock Lesnar in the middle, they've got Roman Reigns on one side, Drew McIntyre on the other. It would feel like a big deal, probably three WWE's three biggest stars. So it, it does make sense. And you've got the dilemma of legitimately which one does he choose? Because normally, if, for example, Brock wins the Rumble and Paul Heyman hadn't returned with Roman Reigns, call it, I'd be like, all right, it's pretty obvious he's going to come go for Drew because he just dropped the title to him like a year ago. Yeah. So it makes sense. But with that Paul Heyman factor, it does add an element of, oh, where is he going to go? What title is he going to go for? So that does, I, I do like that dynamic. But I also think Brock Lesnar can return and just say, I'm going after you now. As, as crappy as it would be, it's it doesn't need the win. Uh, but I could again, I could see it. And the question I saw in the comments, which uh, go on, we'll test you out for Quizzlemania again. We will see how good you are. Has an IC or US champ ever won the Rumble? Obviously, this is going off your biggie to win the Rumble, uh, your hope, obviously, IC champion at the moment. So, has an IC champion won the Rumble? And I'm going to pretend that I didn't. Paint this as a question for you to test you on your Quizzlemania because I don't know myself. That is not why I've done it. No. That might, that might be. No. An IC or US champion has never won the Royal Rumble. I think the, the closest we've ever got is maybe... Now, I don't even think Warrior winded up in the Final Four when he went on to verse Hogan because Hogan won that Royal Rumble before versus Warrior at WrestleMania six. I think the closest we ever got was John Cena being the U.S. champion as the last eliminated guy at the at the 2005 Royal Rumble being eliminated by Batista. I think that's the only time we ever got close, but I'm going to go on record and say, no, we've never had an IC or U.S. champion win the Royal Rumble. So Big E would make history. He would make history, and we do know WWE like people making history because they will tell you 12 times. Okay, so for me to win the Royal Rumble, not, not me. I, I'm not that stupid. Uh, 
to win hey, you, the Royal Rumble. You can have a great match with Seth Rollins. You said it yesterday. I think I could. I think I could. Roman Reigns, I don't know. I think I, I, I'd get clobbered. I don't know if I'd want it. So what I think we could get at the Royal Rumble, a couple of interesting ones that I think could be cool. This is not what I think, but what I think could be cool. We have Sheamus and Keith Lee go over at the same time. Mm. Lead to that. I think it would be cool to see Sheamus and Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. Yeah. I just don't know about Sheamus winning the Royal Rumble to get there. I don't think people will be very happy with that. I think they'll be happy with the match at WrestleMania, but not with that. I, do, I don't think he's that big enough name, especially if Charlotte's winning. I think if you have Bianca Belair win, you can maybe get away with it because coming out the show, they'll be like, oh, look, listen, Sheamus might have won, but Bianca Belair won. I yeah. don't think you can do Sheamus and um, Charlotte. I don't think that works. Um, so that could be a way to build to a triple threat. Um, you could also have the same thing. WrestleVote tweeted a couple of weeks ago that the plan for WrestleMania is Keith Lee, Brock Lesnar, and Drew McIntyre. You could have Keith Lee and Brock Lesnar go over at the same time. That could be cool. I think people wouldn't be too fussed with that because it is two big boys. Um, but what I think we're going to get, and what I do want as well, is Daniel Bryan to win the Royal Rumble. It makes sense. It does make the most sense for Daniel Bryan. They're playing up that he's never won the Royal uh, never won a Royal Rumble, ne not even a battle royal. Yeah. You've got the history there of the Royal Rumble that Roman Reigns won. Everyone wanted it to be Daniel Bryan. Everyone wanted Daniel Bryan to return there. Everyone, it, it just Daniel Bryan was all anyone could think about. And that isn't what we got. So I think it makes the most sense. They've delayed the feud that was reportedly going to be taken, the match that was reportedly going to be taken place at the Royal Rumble. I think the pieces are falling into place to have Daniel Bryan win. And I do, I think it works. And then you can have Sheamus get involved in that WWE title picture, maybe winning the Elimination Chamber, which I don't think would, would generate as much backlash. And I'd be, listen, those two would create magic together. I think really create magic together in, in, in the ring. I think it could be a really cool um, way to do it. And uh, I've actually just seen this comment here, which I want to bring up from WrestleManiac. It makes zero sense for Debray to win the Rumble. Isn't his contract up in September? I mean, yeah, but there's nine months between now and then. There's every chance he renews, especially if he... I don't think he's winning. I think no. Roman I think Roman Reigns retains. So listen, if you want a big title match for Roman Reigns, someone's put him over. Daniel Bryan is still at that level where you can have this and you don't need to give him that win. I think it works well. Um I actually like this suggestion from Up Down Avondale. So guys, actually get in your suggestions because I like going through them. It'd be cool to have Sami Zayn in the rumble, like fourth or fifth, then just do smart heel things to stay in the match and eventually win it. I think they'll do that, but not the winning part. Yeah. I think he will have the Kofi Kingston spot, but not the cool, like, he's held onto the barricade. He'll have the, like, he'll do something that is smart and heelish to, to stay in the match a couple of times, and then you'll have probably Biggie eliminate him and and, and you, you'll have that Sami Zayn will be sitting on the floor looking all shocked and Biggie will be laughing in the ring and then probably King Corbin will throw him over the top rope or something like that and they've set that, it up well with how he was defending the Intercontinental title yeah. all those times he's been doing great as a as a heel on Smackdown so I wouldn't mind him being uh kind of a, a MVP of the Royal Rumble match in that way yeah 
I agree. Um, just on the note of the Rhea Ripley and Bia- uh, Bianca Belair, I think the comments seem pretty divided about what people would want to see. And um, so, yeah, guys, get in there. Who, who you'd rather see as well, Daniel Bryan or Big E? And this actually leads us into a nice question here from Matthew. Who beats Roman Reigns eventually? I think it's Big E. I just don't think it's at WrestleMania. And I don't think that's the worst thing. I actually think you could benefit more by having that at SummerSlam, delaying it a little bit, having him maybe drop the IC title around Money in the Bank time, maybe win Money in the Bank or get close to winning it and have it taken away from him. But I think, yeah, having that, I I think delaying it and then having Big E take it away at SummerSlam could be the right thing to do and definitely something I could see them doing. Um, so yeah, I, when I say I don't think Big E's going to win the Rumble, I don't want people to think that's me not wanting him to. I just don't think it's the right time for him to take the title off Roman Reigns, especially because regardless of who he's facing, I don't think Roman drops the title at WrestleMania. Yeah, me either. I, I think you're you're right on the SummerSlam call and that gives them enough time where I don't think Big E's going to have a long run even when he is the person I think he also is going to be the person that eventually beats Roman but I think that it long term you know Roman is going to get back the title and you know we're going to get Roman versus Rock at WrestleMania 38 especially if it's in uh, Los Angeles and it's in front of fans makes sense does make a lot of sense so let's I've seen Seth Rollins suggested there which could be quite cool but let's get into a little bit of I guess Nice fantasy booking with um, what we think could happen at uh, the Royal Rumble in terms of surprise returns, surprise debuts of that nature. Do we think we're going to see anything big um, in terms of maybe a surprise cameo? I've seen some people suggesting Wade Barrett, which makes perfect sense. Mm. I mean, it's the sort of thing you'd have like an MVP last year where he comes in, has a little bit, he works for the company anyway does make sense so do you think we're going to see anyone back either big like edge or seth rollins or ronda rousey or someone for like a nice small little cameo like a melina who's been speculated to come back or a or a wade barrett or someone of that nature in that funny role call it as opposed to the the serious big return the the three that i can see coming back in the men's royal rumble I think they, because I think the original reports was Seth was supposed to return uh, this past week on the New Year's Day SmackDown, yeah. but since that didn't happen, I think they're delaying it for the Raw Rumble. Of course, Edge makes a lot of sense, and it plays into Randy Orton doing in the Raw Rumble. I feel like the the perfect thing if I can fantasy book Randy Orton in the Raw Rumble is you go ten nine eight seven six five four three two one, and all you hear all you do is the lights go off. He thinks it's the fiend, and then you hear, you think you know me, and Edge comes out. So it's, cool. like, it's a double whammy, and Edge can get his revenge and eliminate him from the Royal Rumble. And then potentially, we don't even need another match between Edge and Randy Orton because he got his revenge in the Royal Rumble, and we can get the Firefly Funhouse match at WrestleMania, or those two converse before WrestleMania, something like that. And we can get someone new against Edge, so like AJ Styles. I would love that. Um, and then finally, another person that was supposed to be on uh, the Legends Raw, I think it was Russell Inc. reported that he was only contacted and he was never officially be- supposed to be on the show. But I think he's going to come back at the Royal Rumble. And that's Carlito Caribbean Cool. I like it. I like it. 
I think that, yeah, I could see all three of those happening. I think I could add to that Molina and even Marie, who we've heard might be coming back for runs of even reports they've re-signed with the company. So I think they could be cool ones to see. Edge and Seth Rollins as well makes sense. Uh, maybe Braven to return it in the match to and doesn't even care about winning, just go straight after Randy. That could how that could be how you have him return. I've seen Tessa Blanchard thrown out there. I don't think we'll see it because I don't think she's winning. Unless Charlotte isn't in the match and then Tessa wins, Charlotte beats Asuka on the road to WrestleMania and you have Tessa and Charlotte, but I don't think Tessa's joining WWE. And I've seen Authors of Wrestling in the chat is very much focused on CM Punk. Listen, as much as I'd love it, I do not think we're going to get CM Punk back in the Royal Rumble. I mean, every year part of me goes, yeah, but maybe. But no, it's it's not going to happen. Yeah, I think... Yeah, we'll be in for a treat regardless at the Royal Rumble. It'll be a very fun show to cover. And I'm looking forward to covering the next few weeks of TV as we lead up to it. Um, Final little bit of news before we head into the Ultra Chats to wrap up the show and send you all on your merry way to Quizzlemania. Um, We've got here amanda huber so the the wife the wife of the late john huber was forced to take to social media to sort of i guess clarify the the contract status of Brody lee jr obviously we heard that aw had signed Brody lee jr to a contract and i think a lot of people and it didn't come from an ill place or a place of bad intention they were like oh he's being manipulated or he, he might want to not want to do it so do you want to do you want to run through with us what uh, Amanda Huber has said about Brody Lee Jr. and what we know for the future uh, for him in AEW if he so chooses? Yeah, she basically just made it clear that the contract is going to be valid on his 18th birthday if he chooses to wrestle. Uh, she noted nobody is going to push it with him. If you were to spend 10 minutes talking to him, you'd understand why they gave him a contract, though. She also said that school is number one for him. And then her third point was he is not seriously training at the moment or will be taking bookings or anything ridiculous right now. She said, I know I shouldn't have to clarify, but with social media, I end up seeing stories how he's being forced into this or questions about his contract or all sorts of craziness. And, you know, I know you 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 said you don't see anything malicious about the people that are, are questioning this. I kind of do. I just feel like we we as wrestling fans have become so jaded and that no one can do something good, genuine, genuinely good in the wrestling business without us questioning their intentions. And it was like if you saw AEW Dark, especially with, you know, the moments that they kind of gave him with the pull apart brawl with with uh, Marco Stunt and him kind of being the leader of the Dark Order at the end of the show, you can tell this kid loves professional wrestling. And he just lost not only his father, but his hero in the thing that he loves the most, professional wrestling. So AEW, no matter you know what you feel about certain things that they've done, whether you, you don't like the storylines on TV, whether you don't like somebody that they have on roster, Tony Khan has kind of showed himself to be a genuine wrestling fan and throughout this whole ordeal, a genuine human being. And you can see that it doesn't come from any type of ill place. He's just really trying to do what he can for this family that just lost the, the head, the matriarch of their family. And I just think that wrestling fans, 
you why are you bothering this this woman why can't this woman go on the internet and just see people being like oh that's great that Brody Lee Jr. has got a contract oh that's great what AEW is doing for the family why does she have to go on here and see people be like oh they're forcing oh this is a contract to keep them quiet about the real reason this is just ah like we have so much craziness going on in the in the world in the real world here in the u.s you guys on lockdown in the uk we should just be happy in this place this bubble of professional wrestling i don't know why they have to bring that negativity into it i mean this whole situation has brought really the worst and the best out of social media we saw in the media aftermath so many lovely comments and and tributes to Brody Lee, and then we've seen a, a grieving mother have to come out and, and defend a grieving wife have to come out and defend herself. But yeah, I mean, you take one look at Brody Bro Jr. on dark, and you can tell that he loves this. He is not being forced to stand there and cut these promos. He is a kid. I don't want to say living everyone's dream because I, I wouldn't take that for the world. But I mean, in isolation, he's probably joking about being on that stage, doing being able to cut promos with his favorite wrestlers for years and years and years. And it's probably such a cool thing for him to get to do. And top, hats off to AEW and everyone involved there who has really gone out of their way to make this week as pleasurable as humanly possible, given the circumstances for Brody Lee Jr. So listen, whatever the family have decided, whatever AEW have decided, just let them do what they want to do. There's no one's being hurt. No one's being disrespected. And that's all the main thing we can ask for. But yeah, let, let's head into some ultra chats, conscious of time to make sure we head out of here uh, before too long. So just get them in at wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestle two if you'd like to before Quizzle Mania. So here from Benny Boy 004 thoughts on where Osprey and the Empire go after New Year's Dash. I went uh, and watched White's promo after SV3 mentioned it yesterday. And wow, what a promo! Can't believe it's the same guy from Ring of Honor with Gresham and Motor City, M yeah, Motor City Machine Guns. Yep. It's here, MC uh, MCGM. I was a bit like, hey, what? <laughs> um, but um, yeah, wh where do you think Empire go from here? I think they're setting up for Empire to be big because taking a loss at Russell Kingdom doesn't really mean that you're they don't have bigger plans for you. It's kind of like a setback before you show a new side of yourself and of the stable. So I can legitimately see Will Osprey winning the New Japan Cup and being the challenger in the spring for Kota Obushi. Yep, works for me. I think that could be a really good challenge and a really good match and i think he feels like a big enough deal at the moment you spoke about especially with jay white being off tv they really like to push one foreign uh like sort of gaijin heel and that at the moment looks like it is gonna be will osprey um here we've got one from ryan brown the final one uh today we had to put my grandmother's 12 year old golden retriever down i'm oh, sorry mm -hmm. to hear about that ryan uh Wrestling Daily and WrestleTalk is my go-to for distraction for times like this. So I thank everyone in the WrestleTalk extended family for helping me and everyone else through hard times. Ryan, listen, really sorry to hear about that, uh, about about the dog and you, your, your grandmother's dog. Uh, really sorry. And obviously our thoughts are with you and we appreciate, uh, we, we get comments like these sometimes and it does, it's nice to hear that you can have even a small impact on someone or if they're going through stuff. But yeah, thank you very much, obviously, for everyone that's tuned in today amidst the craziness that is going on in the world right now, especially over in the States. I uh, hope everyone stays safe and stays healthy. Uh, SP3, go, go on, tell us where people can find you in the meantime, because you'll be on next Wednesday next. So yes. We've we, we got a week before we have more SP3 fun. 
Yes, you can find uh, the YouTube channel True Heel Heat. We're going to have a full roundtable review for Wrestle Kingdom 15 day two up tomorrow. So definitely check that out. And there's new videos that have been up today. And you can check me out on Twitter at True Heel Heat. Thank you so much for having me on Wrestling Daily. And it's been a lot of fun being here with Louis, the prodigy of the pro wrestling media. Yeah, obviously I'll be, it's Alex back tomorrow. So everyone go, you can send him your love in the comments of tomorrow's video. He'll be back uh, with Stephanie Chase as always on a Thursday. And then it'll be myself and Denise Salcedo on the Friday show. So yeah, thank you very much guys for your support over the last couple of episodes. It's been very much appreciated. And if you're watching now, head on over to Parts Fun Known and check out Quizzle Mania with Tempest. Andy, Sean, and Ollie, obviously in memory of Brody Lee and raising money for the Mayo Clinic organization that treated Brody Lee before his unfortunate passing. So for a great cause over there. So thank you very much, guys, and we'll see you tomorrow. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.